terrible tendency to do that, um, to just want to try to figure out a way through to solve the problem. To and, and I'll end up just grinding and grinding and grinding away and making no progress whatsoever, not being able to solve the problem and not being able to even see clearly. If you don't make room mentally, emotionally, and spiritually for God to even be there, you're not going to make any progress because you can't get anywhere without him anyway. Welcome, everyone, to Renew Your Mind. With us today, we have Senior Pastor Paul Gruenberg. We have a guest today, um, Jordan Kettlewell. He's the, our lead. He's our worship leader for contemporary music at the church. And myself, Dana Hall, is a moderator. Um, we're going to do one more segment on the power of prayer, um, the testimonies of the power of prayer. And I wanted to ask this to Jordan because... I, because our next series of podcasts will be on contemporary music um, and how that's a form of worship. Um, I just was really curious to find out from Jordan um, his testimony on prayer. And so what I asked other people, Jordan, were who taught you how to pray? And then I asked I'd like to know, or we would like to know as listeners, what's your most memorable or significant experience you've had from the power of prayer? And it can be either from the sending or the receiving side. So. Okay. As far as um, who taught me how to pray, uh, you know, I mean, that's kind of a, you know, kind of a lifelong thing. You learn um, methods of prayer and styles of prayer as you live your Christian life. So there's been, uh, plenty of times that I've learned new things about how to pray, how to approach prayer, mm-hmm. um, and my mindset toward it. But originally, it was my mom. Um, oh, I was cool. born uh, born and raised in a, a, a Catholic family, um, mm-hmm. so I, you know, right off the bat, uh, from a very young age, younger than I can even remember, was uh, learning prayers uh, like the Our Father, the Holy Mary, um, mm-hmm. all of those uh, those types of prayers, which I haven't, you know. I've, so I, I kind of separated from Catholic style prayer and worship uh, through my teens. So it's been some years since then. But but also at you know at a young age, I remember my mom and I would talk about prayer, and even at a young age, those prayers seemed really structured to me. Mm-hmm. And so it was always conflicting when I would hear, you know, talk to God about this problem or that problem, or you should pray about it. Well, mm-hmm. how do I pray about it if that doesn't fit into this structured prayer? So mm-hmm. oh, um, that's interesting. You know, so you were getting, you were getting some conflict, you said. Yeah. Yeah. I was getting conflict. It really, in the, again, this was at a really young age. Um, conflict more in, I didn't understand how to approach it from that angle, because again, you know, being uh, raised in the Catholic church, all the prayers were very, uh, very structured. And there was a specific prayer for, you know, this issue or that issue, but mm-hmm. how do I personally talk to God? And it was my mom that, you know, that uh, finally sat me down and said, well, you, yeah, you can pray these prayers, but you can also just talk to God. And she would, you know, and she would help me through that. Mm-hmm. Um, and that was so many years ago now, I can't remember the specifics, <laughs> but. We won't ask you how many. <laughs> yeah, but, uh, but I know, it, you know, it was my mom that, that, in the beginning taught me both of those. And then, you know, through the years as I uh, grew in my faith and met different Christians and pastors, you know, that I'd learned different methods of prayer and style of prayer, conversational prayer, that mm-hmm. kind of thing. 
Um, but it all started at home when I was pretty young. Actually, I love that your mom taught you how to pray. So I think that's really neat. Mm-hmm. I do too. My mom's pretty special gal. Mm-hmm. Still, huh? Oh yeah. I, so it took me, this is sidetracking, but it, you know, it took me into my adult years. I was, a, you could say, well, a handful would probably be the nicest way to say it. Mm-hmm. I was a handful as a child. Um, but it, oh, I, that'll be another podcast. Yeah. Oh, just uh, oh no, we can do a series on that. Right? Um, but it, you know, I grew into my adult years and became just a, just a giant mama's boy, you know? That's so awesome because as a mom, it's, you know, it just warms my heart, you know, that moms can do that for our kids. So Yeah, and we don't even realize it sometimes till we get older. Yeah. That's good. <laughs> Things so you, for us to remember. <laughs> so you had this conflict and she taught you how to then just talk with God, or she just encouraged you just to talk with God? Yeah. Yeah. She you know, she's the one that cleared that up for me that, you know, you can you can pray these structured prayers, but you can also just sit down and talk to God and have a conversation with him as though you're having a conversation, you know, with another person, which is something that hadn't dawned on me, you mm-hmm. know, at, at that age. Um, so, she, you know, she kind of, she broke that up for me that you can do, you can do both and you, you can have meaningful prayer both ways. Mm-hmm. And it's, it, you know, I don't know that we've talked about this yet, Dana, mm-hmm. but the idea of having a written prayer, uh, people will, uh, buck against that, um, having a written prayer, mm-hmm. um, do we allow that? Is is a written prayer okay to pray? You know, something that somebody else wrote on healing or somebody else wrote about uh, relationships or somebody else wrote, you know, whatever that topic is, uh, there's probably hundreds of prayers out there. I mean, with Google nowadays, right? You well, can yeah. Google it and how to pray for your... Uh, relationships or how to pray for your children. And, and you can find hundreds of prayers regarding that. And is it okay to pray those kinds of prayers? Mm-hmm. I hope you're going to say yes. <laughs> <laughs> well, here's, here's my thought on it because I, for a very long time, I was one of those people that would buck against that. I thought that was um, just not genuine, you know, to, to pray a, a prescripted prayer. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was just a personal feeling. I didn't, you know, not necessarily that I thought anybody else was not genuine doing it. It didn't feel genuine to me if I was doing that. Mm-hmm. Um, and then somewhere along the way, and I'm not sure where or what the circumstances were, uh, but it dawned on me that that's no different than when I pick up a guitar and I sing a praise and worship song that's that I didn't write. You know, somebody else wrote it, mm-hmm. but I can sing it with my full heart and all emotion going into that song mm-hmm. and I mean every word that that I'm singing exactly from the depths of my heart so what what's the difference between singing that or saying a prescripted prayer you know I think what it comes down to is if if you are if you're say if you're praying what you are praying from your heart mm-hmm. whether you scripted it or somebody else scripted it I don't think it makes that much of a difference if the prayer is genuinely from your heart yeah and that would be the key uh, aspect of that, but also we learn from others' prayers. Uh, we learn, you know, Jesus taught, this was the one a- aspect of Jesus teaching the disciples how to pray. They de- they never asked Jesus how to do anything else but teach him how to pray. Right. And so Jesus gives them this prayer that, guess what? We pray every Sunday as a community of faith mm-hmm. and, and probably 
churches around the world. I mean, when we pray that prayer, I wouldn't doubt that there is some other church in our time zone that's praying that prayer at the same time. Mm-hmm. Yes. And, uh, and we've talked about it as a model of prayer, but it is a prayer, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. And so uh, we learn, I think we learn how to pray also as we read scripture because there are plenty of prayers in the Bible. Mm-hmm. And why not, why not learn? I mean, nothing new under the sun, as Solomon would say. Right. There isn't anything we've experienced today that hasn't been experienced at some point in time and possibly even prayed for uh, biblically. So why not use those prayers? Yeah, and if you don't if you don't feel like you know how to pray, say you learn how to pray later in life. I mean, to me it was a relief to be able to find a prayer in the Bible or, you know, the Lord's prayer and say that prayer with sincerity, but I didn't until I knew how to pray, you know, conversationally. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. So at least I had something I could go to to listen and reference, you know. I don't know. To me, it was a relief, but yeah, and you pick it has up, to be sincere, though. <laughs> you, you pick up things, you know, throughout your Christian walk. And Pastor, you mentioned learning uh, how to pray from other people's prayers, uh, which absolutely you do. But I've picked up things, you know, I'm, I told you I've uh, originally learned from my mom, but picked things up along the way. There's a one thing that totally changed the way I pray and even the way I, just even the way I look at my Christian walk um, came from a kids musical at uh, Bayshore Junior Music Camp many years ago, probably uh, 13, 14 years ago now. I don't remember the name of the musical. Mm-hmm. I don't remember um, who all was in it. Um, I was worship leader for the camp at the time. Um, I don't remember the specifics. I don't even remember the theme for the musical, but there mm-hmm. was one song in the musical and I can only remember two lines. Um, the beginning of, <laughs> but it was, but it hit me so Important hard. Two lines. Yeah, it hit me so hard that it it was just seared in. Um, and it's and it was these these two girls that were singing a duet. Um, young kids, they were probably, I don't know, like sixth seventh grade. Um, and the beginning of the song is, uh, you know, Father, not my will, but yours be done. And then a bunch more stuff happens in the song that I don't remember at all. Mm-hmm. And then. That chorus ends with, Father, not my will, but yours. And I, it just hit me so hard. Mm-hmm. And that became a part of every one of my prayers. Because, you know, I think especially when you're, when you're young in your faith, um, a lot of people make this mistake. You, you, I don't want to downplay it, but you almost approach prayer from the standpoint of a genie in a bottle. You're asking for something, right? Um, Lord, please do this for me. Lord, please fix this for me. Mm-hmm. You know, you're asking him to fix a problem or asking him to provide something. Your laundry list. Right. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, and, and then as you grow in prayer, you realize that, yeah, you, you do want to pray for those things, but also ultimately, you know, if that's your will, Lord. Mm-hmm. Um, but it was weird from just a, a kid's musical, a couple little kids singing that. And then it just struck you. And it just, yeah, it hit just me. just understood it. Yeah, yeah, like a ton of bricks. Yeah. But it's, it's crazy where you pick things up. Mm-hmm. Is that your most memorable um, experience with prayer? Uh, no, actually, well, that's probably my most memorable experience with changing how I pray. But uh-huh. um, my most memorable experience with prayer uh, 
isn't even so much a, again, like the laundry list. It's not a, I prayed for this thing and it happened uh, kind of a situation. Um, but it was actually recently uh, another thing that hit me like a ton of bricks and it was in Hobby Lobby. Uh, and I was just trying to find some home decor stuff. Um, and I was looking through the, the wall hanging things. And I came across this little placard uh, that said, I can still remember um, when I, I can still remember the day that I prayed for everything that I have now. Um, and it just, it hit me really hard. And pastor, you know, we, we had the service, uh, the graduation service. And the question was, you know, where do you see your, I forget what it was, but basically what do you want to accomplish after high school? What are your dreams? Mm -hmm. What were your dreams and did you achieve them? And, um, you know, we were up, I was getting ready to do the music and you asked me what mine was. And it was, uh, you know, I wanted to be in law enforcement and I wanted to play music. And I also, I wanted to be a dad. Those were my three things. Um, and those were the three that I've prayed for the entirety of my life. Um, and so that, as silly as it is, that little placard, mm -hmm. it hit me. And, and I realized that the things that I've prayed for, I've been incredibly blessed. I've had them. I've had like anybody, countless trials and challenges throughout my life. Um, but the things that I've prayed for at, at the core, God provided for me. Mm -hmm. um, and, and I feel blessed in that. And which also highlights to me another aspect of prayer, which, uh, which as I've grown and years go by, I've, I've learned is it's not always, Lord, if it's your will, could you please do this thing? And then that thing immediately happens. More often than not, we pray and we don't see whether or not that prayer was mm -hmm. answered until years down the line. Um, and, and it's incredible when you see those moments where, you know, you never see God's plan coming. Mm -hmm. You really don't. You hope for things, you pray for things. You never see God's plan coming until the thing happens and you go, whoa, and all the pieces came together. Yeah. Um, yeah, and I would say most people even miss that. Yeah. I think I think a lot do, and I'm sure I've missed more than I've caught. But mm -hmm. I do love those moments where, you know, where everything falls in line, and you realize, wow, that that's incredible. All these pieces were put in place because it was God's will, but it's in God's time. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I like what you also said, Pastor Paul. Is we so often don't even catch those answered mm -hmm. prayers. So. And I was thinking. Uh, Oftentimes, when we when we're talking with God, uh, if you've ever if you've ever been in a situation where it was just really you felt a lot of pressure or there was a lot of tension, and you just needed to share it with someone, you didn't need someone to solve it. You just needed to share that burden with someone. And Jesus says, "My burdens are light. You know, come and uh, walk with me." And share yourself with me. And, and it's not that God has to answer every question. It doesn't mean that God has to take care of every situation. But there's something about going to your Heavenly Father and just saying, you know, God, this happened today. And it made me so, you know, fill in the blank, anxious, mad, um, incredibly, uh, I felt incredibly stupid or whatever it was. <laughs> I've had plenty of those moments. <laughs> <laughs> but just in 
just in sharing that with your heavenly father, I mean, in that moment, that's all you really needed to do is just to get it off your chest, get it off your shoulders so that you're not the only one carrying that burden. Mm -hmm. And I think a lot of prayer is just that, that time with God where you talk to God. You know, who doesn't want to talk to their parent whom they love, you know, whatever parent that is or both of them, and just be able to share the, the stuff that went on in life. And that's all that needed to happen. You didn't need them to solve it. You didn't need them to, you know, pull out some miracle for you. You just needed to share. Mm-hmm. And that's, that's what relationships are. And I, I like that in the context, we say, it reminds me of the song Trading My Sorrows, which we've, um, you know, we've done a number of times. I've done with uh, kids praise and worship mm-hmm. countless times. Um, but it's such a powerful and simple song. And it, what you said reminds me of that because people so often say, give it to God. Mm-hmm. You know, I want you to give it to God. Lay it at the foot of the cross. Give it to God. And I think a lot of times that's meant and received as, I'm going to give this problem to God to solve. Mm-hmm. When really that's not the case. Because in the end, it's not up to us whether or not the problem even gets solved. It's true. It's yeah. God's will. It's God's plan, right? But just getting that burden off your chest and sharing it with God, um, like in the song, Trading My Sorrows, you're not, you're not giving it to him to solve. You're trading that for the joy of the Lord. Mm-hmm. And in just unburdening yourself with it and speaking with God, you end up receiving that peace and that joy, even through sorrow or challenges or trials or feeling stupid. Um, but but that's where the the trade happens, I think, uh, in prayer with with the whole concept of give it to God. Mm-hmm. It's not so much Lord solve this as it is mm-hmm. just Lord be with me. Yeah. Think in terms of uh, um, we've got some water bottles here, and if we were to empty uh, a part of that water bottle, let's say half the water is gone, that bottle would still be full it would be full half with water, half with air, right? Yeah. So if we're trading our sorrows, if we're asking God to fill us, we need to relinquish first so that more of God can come into us and less of, you know, sorrow, um, anxiety, uh, whatever those uh, experiences that we're having the turmoil in our minds. If we were to give that to God, that would allow more room for the joy of the Lord or the peace of God, which transcends all understanding to guard our hearts and minds in Christ Jesus. If we're going to be so anxious that it fills up all of our mind, all of our thinking, all of our doing, then is there any room for God to to pour out that joy, that, that peace, that patience, that kindness? Mm-hmm. Uh, so think in terms of that, you know, we either give something to God so that we can make more room for God or we don't give it up and we hold on to it tightly and God can't pry our fingers off of whatever it is that's causing our pain. And uh, I think that's, I th- man, we have to, What's the one song, just give it to God or leave it there? I can't remember. It's a hymn. Yeah. Anyone, that's, anyone? That's where I think um, 
that's where I think a lot of everybody, uh, not just faithful Christians. I mean, everybody, that's where we end up grinding and beating our heads against the wall with a problem that we've got or mm-hmm. a, yeah, a challenge in our lives. Yeah. If you yeah. don't let go of it and it's, it, and I am uh, guilty suspect numero uno in that I, I have a terrible tendency to do that. Mm-hmm. Um, to just want to try to figure out a way through to solve the problem to, and, and I'll end up just grinding and grinding and grinding away and making no progress whatsoever not being able to solve the problem and not being able to even see clearly. And depending on what the issue is, if it's something that's large enough, I mean, you end up feeling like in your life overall, I mean, you're, you're drowning and you, you can't mm-hmm. get anywhere. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's because that's, that holds your, your soul focus. Mm-hmm. And, and so that, that's an excellent point. If you, don't, if you don't make room mentally, emotionally, and spiritually for God to even be there, you're not going to make any progress because you can't get anywhere without him anyway. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, I think that's a really uh, great place for us to end this podcast. And we're going to, this will allow us also to queue up our next series of podcasts. Um, We are going to talk about the uh, power of music and specifically contemporary music as a form of worship. But I think as a form of prayer, it probably comes to my mind now after this conversation, um, you know, so both of it. Um. So with that, I will wrap up this podcast. I forgot to announce that it was our podcast number 95. Um, And we come to you from the First United Methodist Church. We're located at 215 South Center Street in Gaylord, Michigan. We have a traditional service at 9 a.m. and a contemporary at 1045 a.m. We'd love to have you join us in person, but if you can't, uh, you can uh, view it via Facebook Live or YouTube. Um, and we welcome you to uh, find all the information about our church at our website. Just Google it, First United Methodist Church of Gaylord, or you can contact our office at 989-732-5380. Thanks, everybody. Thanks.